Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. Um, we are glad that you have joined with us today. Our podcast is going to buy, uh, the title of our podcast is It's a Small World, which even that is confusing to me, Kenny, so you're going to have to explain <laughs> it. But then the subtitle is Columbus Day and the White Washing of History. So, Kenny, there's a whole lot of things going on in our title. You're going to have to make some connections for us so that the listener can even know what we're thinking and where we're going. So where where is all of this coming from? All right. So this is coming from my personal experience in elementary school learning about Christopher Columbus. And the reason why we're going to start with Christopher Columbus, because this is the most insane example of how history is whitewashed to me wow you know how we've had Whoa, some crazy I mean, conversations i mean the most insane example the, the that most is a big statement insane to me i mean this is my personal one to where it's just completely insane how we have whitewashed history when it comes to christopher columbus i remember being in elementary school man and we used to take like a whole like segment in history yes, to learn about Christopher Columbus, and you had the cheesy saying, you know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in fourteen hundred ninety-two. Yeah, right. And we we went a little bit further um, in uh, my elementary school. Uh-oh. We had like coloring pages with yeah. Columbus showing oh, man, up yeah. and uh, waving at the natives, and everybody. Yeah, you got to put the pilgrim hat on. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the big. What's the big uh, cornucopia thing? Right, right. You got to color everything that. Everything is nice, nice and yeah, friendly. It's everything beautiful, is cool. Wonderful it, American history. So now, you are about to ruin that for I'm all about, of us, aren't you? I'm going to ruin it. But first, yeah, like, see, re- reason why I chose "It's a Small World" because oh, okay. we sang this cheesy song. Yeah, it's I still a don't small world, this. and we, I don't know why we sang it. But it was, you know, it's based on that Disney ride, that the song that played during the Disney ride. But it, um, wait, wait, is the ride based on the song, or is the song based on the, the ride? The song is based on the ride, but for some reason, we okay. incorporated this song in our story about Christopher Columbus. In our learning about Christopher Columbus, we had to sing this cheesy Man. "It's a Small World" song. Any video of that? We got to have I'm some telling you, uh, I'm, I'm hoping video. it is not. <laughs> hoping it is not around. Come on. But if if it, if it is, man, it it will just show how yes. they took this black kid and ruined him. <laughs> oh man! Because we know, like, I think everybody understands now. Uh, if you don't understand, hopefully, some of this will make sense. That we should not be celebrating Columbus Day. Okay, we just simply should why. not. Well, first of all, it's the simple fact that Columbus never reached the mainland United States. Okay, he number one. Never reached. He never actually made it. <laughs> he to never the United actually States, made to the it to the United States. Okay. He all right. hit the Caribbean islands. He went actually sure. hit South America, but he mm-hmm. never made it to the United States. Okay, and I would have never known that, <laughs> you know, as a right. kid, right? Yeah. He I actually mean, he... discovered America, that's like right. the United that's what States. I was told. Yeah. 
Never made it. Okay. Thought, he thought he was in Asia, which is why he called the people Indians. Makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not Indians, and so we have been calling people by the wrong name yes. <laughs> for centuries based upon his error. His error. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, how can you discover a place if people are already there? Mm, you simply can't discover a place. I mean, that's obvious, right? You can't discover right. a place if somebody's already there. But more, more importantly and more um, disturbingly, like Columbus, like he took slaves mm. back to Spain, Europe, you know, right? And, and lots of slaves. He he brutally killed thousands upon thousands of the natives, mm. and even some of his crewmen who who didn't do what he wanted. Right. done, yes. who disobeyed him. Mm-hmm. But he also killed others by bringing diseases that right. yes. they weren't used to. Yes, And so you're, you're wiping out almost entire tribes because you're coming places and you're not being sensitive to their culture or sensitive to, to their environments or anything else. And so I would say this is, this would be the reasons like several reasons yes, why several. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we should celebrate Columbus Day, and it's the most obvious example to me of how we have totally whitewashed history. Okay, Whitewashed in the sense to where we're trying to uh, elevate the contributions of European Americans, but also whitewashed in the sense of we're we're trying to erase the horrible things uh, that people that we try to uplift have done. Mm. Now, for for my... uh white listeners that are out there, if you're like me, this whole story about Christopher Columbus is somewhat new information, right? I mean, right. like, I I would have thought, I mean, I was just holding on to what I was taught as a kid. I mean, I was holding on to what I was taught in my classes and just always assumed that Christopher Columbus was a good guy and he discovered America and, yeah. right? I mean, that that's that's what I knew. And, um, and it really wasn't, I mean, it was... We had this conversation within the last year, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I mean, I remember you making a joke about we were like in a hospital visit, I think, and you made a joke about don't get me started on Christopher Columbus, and I was <laughs> right. like, what are you talking about? Hey, you get me Columbus? started on Columbus, man. Right. It's and about so then, to be heated. Then we got we had the, we had like a car ride home back from St. Louis, and I was like, all right, tell me about Columbus, and you lit into him. Yes. <laughs> Right, and I was like, "What in the world?" I think it makes me mad because I was—I really was a black kid, like believing all this stuff, like singing this cheery song and coloring these coloring pages, and like, man, this dude would have would have wiped me out if I right. He was a terrible dude. Like, why you got me as a black kid in in elementary school celebrating this stuff? Okay, so. Uh, Christopher Columbus. So that's uh, that is kind of our discussion for today. Is the issue of whitewashing history, and 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 what again, kind of what we mean by that. It's not necessarily like we're trying to just make that white, although that because white is the majority culture in America, there is right. parts of that. But it, it's it's more this idea of just trying to pretend like everything that's happened in history is good, right? Downplaying any negative, downplaying any bad things that America Americans may have done, or um, areas that we maybe would look at and be like, "Ugh, that was bad, that was ugly." Kind of downplaying all that, right? And then elevating all of this, you know, good stuff, and 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 even in times making up good stuff 
where yes. maybe there wasn't that good stuff. Yeah, and the example of Christopher Columbus is also just ridiculous in the sense to where the reason why they decided to uplift Christopher Columbus is because they didn't want to um, celebrate how the English had a hand in established, establishing the United right. States after the Revolutionary War. So they didn't they didn't want to talk about things like Jamestown and, and other, you know, British right. colonies um, prior to the establishment we of the country. We don't want them to look good. We didn't want them to look good. <laughs> so we, we're going to find somebody to uplift. Yes. And so the person who was chosen was Christopher Columbus. And we want to right. and we have to acknowledge that there there was a sense in which Columbus did lead to kind of the colonization mm-hmm. of America. Like right. it led to. Um, Britain and France and Spain coming to um, the New World, as they called it, and establishing different communities and bringing different um, ideas and technologies to to the right. United States. So we can we can look at that and say maybe that's good if mm-hmm. they do it in the right way and right. without wiping out the natives and whatnot. But um, it, it's really just a for for the most part. I mean, just to say it very you know, briefly is just, yes. it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, you, you brought up native Americans. I mean, we have to be, I mean, if you talk about another example of something that we have whitewashed, yes, would definitely be our native American history in, in, in America. Absolutely. And I mean, just almost completely ignoring the, the mistreatment of those who were already here. Yes. Uh, and essentially we came and took their land. I mean, right. that, that there's no other, I don't know how else you, I mean, we try to dress it up and say, well, we provided this for them or we did, but I mean, the trail of tears is a real thing. Right. right? And, and right in our neighborhood. Yes. I mean, it's actually close to where we're sitting yeah. right now, right? The trail mm-hmm. of tears passed across the Mississippi. And so, I mean, you have to, um, we have to learn, you know, we have to realize that's, if we are not careful, if we only listen to kind of one voice, and, and I think you'd say it this way, if we only listen to the victor's voice, yes, then all you're going to hear is, well, this was good, and this was America, and you know we were founding our land, and our founding fathers were great, and guys like Christopher Columbus were great, and, and, and all these others, all the while we're ignoring, I mean, serious tragedies, I mean, right. serious, horrible things that happened. Now... Uh, and you know, if I think of, if I look at my own history, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, in in the public school system and uh, went to uh, college seminary. I mean, in in my learning of history, what what I'm learning now is that so many of these things are just never mentioned. Yeah, I, there are certain things. Well, I mean, I had heard of the Trail of Tears and heard of. I mean, I still think even that story was downplayed at times. But, um, but but I mean, even even if when I think about my own experience, I mean, even the idea, I mean, I took church history courses in um, uh, seminary, and, and even in our church history courses, I mean, the idea of what was the kind of the African-American uh, or the black contribution uh, to church history throughout the years, there's just not much. Right. Now, some of, some of that could be as it's not, it's not as known, it's not as, it's not as well recorded, I mean, th- those types of things, but in a lot of cases, it is known, it is recorded, it is there, we just don't we don't study it. We don't teach it. Um, I mean, what if, if if somebody was saying, why is that? Like, why is it that you have this whole history 
of these minority cultures. Mm-hmm. And yet, I mean, is, is the simple answer just simply pride? Like we're just the majority culture and we don't, we're just going to emphasize what we did. Is right. it embarrassment? Is it, I would it, say it's probably a combination of all those things. And it, I would say pride in a sense. And that's why I called it. It's a small world because you're, you can be so prideful to where you can only see things from your mm, point of view. Right. Yes. Like you only have a small world view as to what's going on in the world. Like the world revolves around our nation or our group, our race of people, right. instead of thinking about other how other people contribute. So it's pride in that sense, but it's embarrassment as well. Mm. Um, and it, it just really, um, it's hatred. Yeah. Right, we, we, we just don't like a group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try to justify the things that we've done wrong. Even even if we bring up the wrong that we have right. done, we're going to try to find a way to to justify it. Mm-hmm. I just remember uh, growing up in school myself in the public school system. Um, the things that I learned about Black history were few and far between. Right. Like we we heard about Martin Luther King Jr. and that was generally in the context of Black History Month in February. Uh, we learned about slavery, but not about a lot of the abuses of slavery. Right. Um, we we learned about some of the contributions of black people, but it was very few of them. Like I learned about Eli Whitney and who invented yes. the cotton gin, cotton gin. but yep. you know didn't learn about the fact that he didn't get any copyright for it. That mm. his his invention was actually stolen. We're going to leave that, out. Right, gonna leave that, that out, out, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, learned about George Washington Carver. You know yeah. the peanut guy. Yes, you know, the made, peanut guy. Yeah, we learned about him. But it wasn't very much. We learned about the, you know, the civil rights movement. I had a, a really good American history teacher in in, a, in my junior year in high school, and he, you know, was very intentional about trying to to right. show us about Black history and um, the contributions of Black Americans. But for the most part, right, th- those things did not exist. And I mean, it, there's still things that come out even today, and I'm like, how in the world? Right. Did, Did I, I never not hear get this? taught this? Man, you taught me about dinosaurs. <laughs> you taught me about <laughs> constellations. Oh, man. Right. You taught me about all types of junk and spent a whole bunch of time on it, too. Right. You taught me about all the contributions of white people. Hmm. And um, but I didn't know anything about my history. I remember being in like fourth grade and we we're going over the president's. And I'm looking at all the presidents, and it's mm. a bunch of white people. And I'm like, sure. I'm trying to find a black president. I'm like, mm. hey, where, where's Man. the black president? And I look at Lincoln, and he's like kind of scruffy, and you can hardly see his face. And I'm right. like, he must be a black We're gonna president. We're going to claim that. We're going to claim, claim that. But yeah. I, I didn't have any type of frame of reference, any type of information to say that that wasn't even possible because right. he couldn't. a black person couldn't run for office right? because uh, a black person couldn't vote. Those things weren't even talked about right. in the in those classes. And and so that's a that's a big problem. And I mm. think we see that even today when we when we see the unrest in our nation, uh, the racial unrest in our nation, when we start to see the Confederate mon- monuments being toppled yep. and people saying you're trying to erase history. When you look at even those Confederate monuments and how we even view the Civil War. We we see a whitewashing even when it comes to those things, especially when it comes to um, the South. There was an, an intentional campaign um, made by the Daughters of the Confederacy to whitewash yep. um, the Civil War. 
uh, it, it was a plan to say, well, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was more about states' rights. Right. But it was really about the states' rights to own slaves. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at all the um, succession letters that the states wrote to say while well, we're succeeding from the Union, all of them, I mean, almost to a T, mentioned slavery in different in different ways or how the um, black race is inferior to, to white people and how they are supposed to be subjected to slavery. But you have this group who comes along and says, we don't want to be remembered this way. So we're going to try to whitewash it. And we're going to erect monuments to some Confederate um, heroes, some, some heroes of the Confederacy. We're not going to mention all the bad stuff that they did. We're just going to mention the fact that they, they served right and, and they fought battle. against the war right. of northern yeah. aggression, right? Sure, we're going yeah. mm-hmm. to change the whole name yeah. of it, right? Yeah. And so we're also just going to um, even change kind of the idea of what the Confederate flag stands for. Right. Like we, we think about, I mean, how the Confederate flag is still held like to a, mm-hmm. <laughs> to a high, you know, mm-hmm. to, to a very high standard in, in some parts of our nation. And you think like that is an enemy flag. But why is it held up so high? Well, because we say this is a part of our history. That's right. Like this is a part of our history and we and we shouldn't try to erase our history. But people wasn't flying the Confederate flag like right after the Civil War. That flag wasn't right. being held firmly to like that. That flag came up during Jim Crow yeah. as a form of intimidation of black people in the South. And, and there's so many examples of how we have just just try to um, take away the, the stains of the bad things mm. that happen in history or try to suppress the contributions of, of black Americans and Native Americans and other groups who who have contributed to the fabric of our country. Sure. That, that is really shameful for us to try to continue um, to continue to do that. So how how should we look at this, Brother William, from a biblical perspective? When you think about the Word of God, the Word of God is written predominantly from the point of view of Israel. Sure. Israel being this tiny nation in mm-hmm. the Middle East. Um, it doesn't mention really North America at all or, right. or the Far East at all. And so if we can, if we have this infallible Word of God that's able to um, have this small kind of small world view, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, of history, then yeah. why is it wrong for us to have this kind of white whitewashing of history? Yeah. Why is it wrong for the majority culture to um to just tell things from the way they see it? Right. Well, let me let me kind of tackle that question in a in a couple of ways. One, okay. let me introduce introduce a theological idea. I mean, in, in part with Scripture, you have what's what we would call a progressive revelation. Yes. Right? So you start with two people. Right. Right? And um, uh, we believe that the Lord created Adam and Eve, you know, and that, and that from Adam and Eve, all nations came from yes. Adam and Eve, right? Black, right. white, whatever. All, all nations came from Adam and Eve. And yet, even under the Old Covenant, right, the emphasis is on Abraham's descendants. Yes. So kind of one group, one ethnicity. Uh, there were others who were included, which I think, uh, you know, you think about uh, the book of Ruth is is powerful in that, that there were those from other nations that were actually included in the, Right. And right. all of that is kind of a, a, a foretelling, right? A yes. foreshadowing of what's going to happen as this as the revelation is progressing, right? It's, it's getting wider and wider and wider. And then you have Jesus come on the scene, 
and and Jesus says, not only am I savior to the Jews, not only am I in the, not only am I fulfilling all these prophecies that were spoken about me concerning the Jewish Messiah, but I've actually come to save Gentiles as well. Yes. And so the Great Commission is not just go preach the gospel to the Jews, but go preach the gospel to Jews and Gentiles. It's actually right. go, go preach the gospel to the nations. You know, and so. Again, it's like okay, now it's even broad. The progressive revolution, it's even it's even broader. Yes, and and you know, and you keep going. You see that in the Book of Acts being carried out. You know, they start in Jerusalem, then they go to Judea, and then they go to Samaria and the other ends of the earth, right? And so that's that's kind of a, a microcosm, even just there in the Book of Acts, of yeah. kind of this spreading. And then you get to the Book of Revelation, right? Yeah, and you have every tongue, tribe, and nation—a point that we've made over and over again. And so, even though the Bible at points may seem really narrow, uh huh. It's all pointing towards, I mean, obviously we would say it's all pointing towards the end, which is Revelation, where you have men from every tongue, tribe, and nation around the throne worshiping the Lamb who was slain. I mean, just yes. a beautiful story of our redemption and where it's leading and what it's going to do. And so I think for for us to try to come along and say, so that's kind of the, if you said, well, what, what is kind of the Bible's, you know, what about the Bible being narrow at points or whatever? I think that's kind of there, uh, or hopefully kind of that, trajectory of the of the story of scripture or the story of redemption uh, will help us understand better you know why that was the case uh, also I think I think I just think it's important for us to to realize if um, if the if if um, we have this this vision of the future that involves people from every tongue and tribe and nation then we as Christians, whether we're, especially if we're in the majority, then we have the responsibility to say, we want to value uh, people of every color, people of every ethnicity. And part of that valuing is, is we want to know your history. We want to know what yes. you've contributed. We want to know, right, what um, right. what you've taught. What uh, if, we're, if we're talking about church history, we, we want to know how, what was your history? But I mean, even that's hard. Yeah. Because church history, black church history in America is... Right, <laughs> not not Very pretty, thin. not pretty for white right. evangelicals uh-huh. who were basically saying, "Hey, you can't come to church with us, or if you do come to church, you can sit in the balcony." Or, I mean, there's, there's those types of things, and so I think, I think one, at least for the majority culture, like there there is this. We've just got to humble ourselves and realize, uh, instead of trying to defend all these people and make everything, you know, and try to make it all rosy and whitewashed. We just need to own it, right? We need yeah. to be. We need, to, and I think the Bible would encourage that. We need to repent. We need to look at, take a real look at our history, a real look at these problems. Um, and so, I, I think that's kind of the progressive revelation, and just and just owning our history, and, and really and really encouraging minority cultures to see the value in their history, and, and to see that. What would you add as far as kind of biblical uh, response to kind of the whitewashing of history? I would say that even if we looked at the Bible as narrow as far as focusing on Israel, the thing I love about the Bible is that it shows the good, the bad, and the ugly of Israel. It oh, doesn't try to whitewash that's good. anything. Yes, that's good. Right? I mean, you, you see David, and David's a murderer. He's adulterer. He's also— Man, that's good. If you're right. going to whitewash— <laughs> Right. <laughs> you got to cut some things out of David's whole story. Right, right. Yeah, right. Abraham, you know, he— he lies about his wife, you know, being his sister to avoid, yeah, you know, right. punishment. Uh, you, you just have all these. You see Israel who's just sinful and gets sent into exile. You see all these um, ugly parts. They tell the whole history That's of good. Israel and not just parts of the history. You go into New Testament. You see Peter. Peter denies Christ, but he's also right. He's he's raised up as an apostle and he's right. You know, he's preaching uh, at Pentecost. So 
it, it's not just the good, but it's also the bad and and the ugly. Hmm. I would say also, I mean, just not telling parts of the story. That's just deceitful. It's just lying, yeah, that's right? right? <laughs> I mean, that's right. You just shouldn't be going around lying as followers yeah. of Christ. Mm-hmm. We know better. And I just look at the example of Jesus. You, you, you think about how Jesus, um, you know, he saves everybody. And, and Revelation, as you were talking about, how everybody's around the throne. But when Jesus was um, on earth, um, he held up people from different cultures, different mm-hmm. races. When, when you think about like the um, story with the centurion, you yep. know, the faith of the centurion, he says, mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen anybody in Israel with your faith. That's right. And the centurion says, Hey, just say the word and my servant is healed. You ain't got to come to my house. Right. right. He said, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody in Israel with your faith. And when Jesus tells the story about showing love to somebody, yeah. like who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Who yeah. is my neighbor? He tells the story about a Samaritan. Like he's mm. willing to hold up different cultures and instead of just holding up the Jewish culture, he says, No, mm. I'm gonna tell the story of the That's group right. that you all probably hate the most. Yeah. And I'm gonna make him the example in this story. And so that's that. That would be my response as far as biblically. What would you say would be needs to be our response as a way to move forward? Well, I think you know one is you, you've got a there is there is a knowledge gap there, and so you've got to you've got to get some knowledge right, mm-hmm. and so you yes. got to have conversations with your black pastor friend and let them tell you about Christopher Columbus, right? I mean, that, I mean that sounds silly, but I mean you need to have some of those conversations, yes. right? Tell me, tell me. What about history that I don't know, or what you know? And you got to have some of those conversations. Uh, for some people, that may not be a possibility. So you've you know you've got to you've got to read some. You've got to read uh, some history. Um, Absolutely. Outside of just you know kind of popular history mm-hmm. or what even even history that's listed in your uh, you know in your in your uh, books growing up and stuff. And so I think and I, and that takes that, that takes effort, right? You get you got to look for these things because it's yes. not always obvious and. Um, so you know some good book recommendations. I mean, we're going to give a good uh, recommendation. That's a that's a good place to start um, about a specific uh, specific issue in uh, Black history in America. And so I I think looking for those types of things, trying to find. I mean, again, we are blessed to live in the internet age. There are resources Amen. that are abounding, and 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 it should it does. But that doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy. There are, you you are going to have to work. Um, because the whitewashing continues. I mean, the whitewashing is still a, is still a problem, right? Uh, and so I, I think you have to do some work. Read some. Read uh, is a good way. What What else would you add to that? I would say because the whitewashing can still be a problem. Some practical things that we all can do, kind of like on a local level, is to be involved in like go to board of education meetings. Meetings. Figure out what they're actually teaching in history. <laughs> Like I I know Mm -hmm. at times like they, they'll go through like, this is the new curriculum, Mm -hmm. like actually get a hand on, (laughs) get get your hands on that curriculum and and read some of what's being taught. Mm. If you try to see, uh, if you see like a justification for slavery or, you know, you, you see that there's not much mention of native American or, or African American or Hispanic American contributions we may need to try to push back on that curriculum or say we need to find a way to supplement this curriculum Mm -hmm. instead of just focusing on the contributions of white people. Hmm. Uh, I would say that that would be a a good thing to do on the local level. It's just to make sure what's being actually taught in our communities. Great. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt that these issues are still taking place. Yeah, you know, and and you know, as a as a father of, you know, uh, two boys of color, like I, in one sense, I don't want them to have the experience that you had. Right. Right. I don't want them to be looking for people who have you know, black people who have made solid contributions to yes. the history of our country, you right. know, like I, uh, and so I, I think there is, I think there is a, we, man, a, a just a, an, a great opportunity for us to kind of push back on that and do some different things. All right. So we mentioned, um, I talked about the diversity resource. So what, uh, go ahead and give us uh, our diversity resource for this week. Our resource for this week is the warmth of other sons. The Warmth of Other Sons, S-U-N-S, by Isabel Wilkerson. This book is about the Great Migration. If you don't know anything about the Great Migration, it was um, black Americans from like um, the early 20th century to like 1970. They migrated from the South to escape um, discrimination, um, terrorism, we would call it, um, mm. if you're being honest to escape kind of the um, racism of the South, and they moved to the the bigger cities in the North um, in the millions. Like millions, this is a, right. A, that's why they call it the Great Migration. And so this book tackles that from the perspective of a few individuals, and, right. and so it's a it's a really good read. I would yeah. recommend it. Yeah. My wife's been reading that one. I mean, it's it's a pretty long read. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of pages there. But uh, I mean, she just wholly recommends it. Thinks it's really, really. It's good. not something it's, we taught. We're taught about. And right? it's. I mean, it's 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 mind-boggling. I mean, like right. the, the the information that you're getting, some of the you know the the accounts that you're hearing that you're reading. It's. I mean, let's just be honest. It's a little infuriating. Right. Um. Because you're like, what in the world? How could one? How could this happen? Mm-hmm. Two. How could this happen? And we not know about it. Right. I mean, we're not talking about like 1870s yeah. or, I mean, like pre-Civil War type stuff. I mean, we're talking, I mean, you said 1970s. Right. Well, this was still happening. Yes. And so uh, just, um, I mean, I it's tra- I mean, there's just a, tra- a tragedy that uh, we have tried to kind of skip over some of these parts of our history. And so we encourage you with that one. That one's a pretty heavy read, um, but I know a really, really good one and, and one that you guys would enjoy. All right. Crazy question for the week. I'm not going to lie to you. It feels like this question is going to be a little bit uh, not in keeping with the heaviness of what we have laid out so far. But right. what we wanted to do, we've we've encouraged we've encouraged you to uh, send us your crazy questions um, to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. And we got some suggestions. Yes. We got some questions. So we want to try to um, uh, use some of those in, uh, in the podcast. And so we're going to use one today that was, was sent via email. And here is the crazy question. What is your favorite cartoon? My favorite cartoon in the history of cartoons. History. history. There it is. There's the <laughs> connection. Y'all yeah, gotta, just, you know, as pastors, we know how to that write, weave stuff in, that right? Is great. As a pastor, yes, you got to know how to good. do that. In the history of cartoons, my favorite cartoon is Voltron. Voltron was um, the, these uh, group of kids who had these... Uh, like tiger-like robots. Yes, brother, we are we are brothers from right. another mother. I mean, I watched Voltron. Come on, yeah, man. man. That's good if stuff. you didn't watch Voltron in the eighties, there's something wrong with you. But right. yeah, you know, when they had to fight some something bigger, they could all come together and oh, join man, together yeah. and make yeah, the big the robot, big, the big one. Man, yeah, see, we talking awesome. about diversity and fellowship Incredible. with Voltron, right? Incredible. Different colors Incredible. and coming together That's and good. make a big robot, man. And we, you know what? When Power Rangers came out, I was infuriated. I was upset. Mm. 
that because mm. they copied the whole they premise. It. They stole it off of Voldron. I agree. I was like, man, I'm I not agree. watching this crap. So if, if we have, uh, if we have like a mass, we should make Voltron our mascot at at Grace Bible Fellowship. That's, that's what I'm saying, There's man. Our Diversity and fellowship. It's on display. You got the different <laughs> colors coming together. Man, yeah, I don't know that, that we need a mascot as a church, but um, so. <laughs> So Voltron, yeah, that was a good one. I'm I'm gonna go in a different direction. Okay. Instead of doing an old one, I'm gonna do one that it's 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 not really old, but uh, it's one that I watched with Isaiah. Yes. Who's now uh, twelve, and uh, we watch it. It's my it's just my favorite cartoon of all time, which is Phineas and Ferb. Brilliantly, brilliantly done. I mean, it is right. incredible. They're good kids. They're always getting into crazy stuff, but they're like they're nice and they're polite. The music was good. They're helping people out. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny. The bad guy's great. I mean, like right. it's, it's all uh, they, it's just really, really well done. And it, it, you know, it's it's bad when you're you're setting down. You're you're actually getting your kid. And you're like, hey, hey, uh, you want to go? Uh, want to go watch some uh, episodes? Of, <laughs> Try to convince them so you don't watch look some weird. episodes of Phineas and Ferb with me, right? Because you can't sit there and watch no. it by yourself. No, right? you cannot. But uh, yeah, so I spent some time talking Isaiah into watching, which it wasn't hard. He loved it too. Right, so, right. So those are my favorite uh, cartoons. So anyway, uh, hope this was helpful for you guys. Uh, thanks so much for uh, tuning in, and we will catch you next week. All right, see you later. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.